This is day 155 of our daily Bible reading. We will be completing Jeremiah chapters 25 through 29. Lord Heavenly Father, have mercy on us. Most often, Lord, our heart is not completely yours. I know this for a fact. I struggle with it too, as all humans do. So often, Lord, we are enticed by the pleasures of this world or by our own pride or by things that are more easy and more fun. But ultimately, Lord, those are all distractions. Those are all devices used by the evil one to draw us away from you. When we need to seek your glorious light, the thing that actually benefits us and is not a waste, everything that this world offers is temporary and is going to burn at the end. Why would we waste our time and substitute you for something else? Lord, please address that in our hearts as we go through your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. The word that came to Jeremiah concerning all the people of Judah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah. That was the first year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, which Jeremiah the prophet spoke to all the people of Judah and to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, From the thirteenth year of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, even to this day, these twenty-three years, the word of the Lord has come to me, and I have spoken to you again and again, but you have not listened. And the Lord has sent to you all his servants, the prophets, again and again, but you have not listened, nor inclined your ear to hear, saying, Turn now everyone from his evil way and from the evil of your deeds, and dwell on the land which the Lord has given to you and your forefathers forever and ever. And do not go after other gods to serve them and to worship them. And do not provoke me to anger with the work of your hands, and I will do you no harm. Yet you have not listened to me, declares the Lord in order that you might provoke me to anger with the work of your hands to your own harm. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Because you have not obeyed my words, behold, I will send and take all the families of the north, declares the Lord, and I will send to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, my servant, and will bring them against this land and against its inhabitants and against all these nations round about and I will utterly destroy them, and make them a horror and a hissing, and an everlasting desolation. Moreover, I will take from them the voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the sound of the millstones and the light of the lamp. This whole land will be a desolation and a horror, and these nations will serve the king of Babylon seventy years. Then it will be, when seventy years are completed, I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation, declares the Lord, for their iniquity, and the land of the Chaldeans, and I will make it an everlasting desolation. I will bring upon that land all my words which I have pronounced against it, all that is written in this book, which Jeremiah has prophesied against all the nations. For many nations and great kings will make slaves of them, even them, 
and I will recompense them according to their deeds and according to the work of their hands. For thus the Lord, the God of Israel, says to me, Take this cup of the wine of wrath from my hand, and cause all the nations to whom I send you to drink it. They will drink and stagger and go mad because of the sword that I will send among them. Then I took the cup from the Lord's hand, and made all the nations to whom the Lord sent me drink it, Jerusalem and the cities of Judah, and its kings and its princes, to make them a ruin, a horror, a hissing, and a curse, as it is this day. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, his servants, his princes, and all his people, and all the foreign people, all the kings of the land of Uz, all the kings of the land of the Philistines, even Ashkelon, Gaza, Ekron, and the remnant of Ashdod, Edom, Moab, and the sons of Ammon, and all the kings of Tyre, all the kings of Sidon, and all the kings of the coastlands which are beyond the sea, and Dedan, Temah, Buzz, and all who cut the corners of their hair, and all the kings of Arabia, and all the kings of the foreign people who dwell in the desert, and all the kings of Zimri, all the kings of Elam, and all the kings of Media, and all the kings of the earth, near and far, one from another, and all the kingdoms of the earth which are upon the face of the ground, and the king of Shishak shall drink after them. You shall say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Drink, be drunk, vomit, fall, and rise no more because of the sword which I will send among you. And it will be, if they refuse to take the cup from your hand to drink, then you will say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, You shall surely drink. For behold, I am beginning to work calamity in this city, which is called by my name. And shall you be completely free from punishment? You will not be free from punishment, for I am summoning a sword against all the inhabitants of the earth, declares the Lord of hosts. Therefore you shall prophesy against them all these words, and you shall say to them, The Lord will roar from on high, and utter his voice from his holy habitation. He will roar mightily against his fold. He will shout like those who tread the grapes, against all the inhabitants of the earth. A clamor has come to the end of the earth, because the Lord has a controversy with the nations. He is entering into judgment with all flesh. As for the wicked, he has given them to the sword, declares the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, evil is going forth from nation to nation, and a great storm is being stirred up from the remotest parts of the earth. Those slain by the Lord on that day will be from one end of the earth to the other. They will not be lamented, gathered, or buried. They will be like dung on the face of the ground. Wail, you shepherds, and cry, and wallow in ashes, you masters of the flock, for the days of your slaughter and your dispersions have come, and you will fall like a choice vessel. Flight will perish from the shepherds, and escape from the masters of the flock. 
hear the cry of the shepherds and the wailing of the masters of the flock. For the Lord is destroying their pasture, and the peaceful folds are made silent because of the fierce anger of the Lord. He has left his hiding place like the lion, for their land has become a horror because of the fierceness of the oppressing sword and because of his fierce anger. In the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came from the Lord, saying, Thus says the Lord, Stand in the court of the Lord's house, and speak to all the cities of Judah who have come to worship in the Lord's house, all the words that I have commanded you to speak to them. Do not omit a word. Perhaps they will listen, and everyone will turn from his evil way, that I may repent of the calamity which I am planning to do to them because of the evil of their deeds. And you will say to them, Thus says the Lord, If you will not listen to me, to walk in my law which I have set before you, to listen to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I am sending to you again and again, that you have not listened, then I will make this house like Shiloh, and this city I will make a curse to the nations of the earth. The priests and the prophets and all the people heard Jeremiah speaking these words in the house of the Lord. When Jeremiah finished speaking all that the Lord had commanded him to speak to all the people, the priests and the prophets and all the people seized him, saying, You must die. Why have you prophesied in the name of the Lord, saying, This house will be like Shiloh, and this city will be desolate without inhabitant? And all the people gathered about Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. When the officials of Judah heard these things, they came up from the king's house to the house of the Lord and sat in the entrance of the new gate of the Lord's house. Then the priests and the prophets spoke to the officials and to all the people, saying, A death sentence for this man, for he has prophesied against this city, as you have heard in your hearing. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the officials and to all the people, saying, The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and against this city all the words that you have heard. Now therefore amend your ways and your deeds, and obey the voice of the Lord your God. And the Lord will change his mind about the misfortune which he has pronounced against you. But as for me, behold, I am in your hands. Do with me as is good and right in your sight. Only know for certain that if you put me to death, you will bring innocent blood on yourselves, and on this city, and on its inhabitants. For truly, the Lord has sent me to you to speak all these words in your hearing. Then the officials and all the people said to the priests and to the prophets, No death sentence for this man, for he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. Then some of the elders of the land rose up and spoke to all the assembly of the people, saying, Micah of Moresheth prophesied in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah. And he spoke to all the people of Judah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Zion will be plowed as a field, 
and Jerusalem will become ruins, and the mountain of the house as the high places of a forest. Did Hezekiah, king of Judah, and all Judah, put him to death? Did he not fear the Lord and entreat the favor of the Lord? And the Lord changed his mind about the misfortune which he had pronounced against them? But we are committing a great evil against ourselves. Indeed, there was also a man who prophesied in the name of the Lord, Uriah, the son of Shemaiah, from Kiriath-Jerim. And he prophesied against this city and against this land, words similar to all those of Jeremiah. When King Jehoiakim and all his mighty men and all the officials heard his words, then the king sought to put him to death. But Uriah heard it, and he was afraid and fled and went to Egypt. Then King Jehoiakim sent men to Egypt. Elnathan, the son of Achbor, and certain men with him went into Egypt. And they brought Uriah from Egypt and led him to King Jehoiakim who slew him with a sword and cast his dead body into the burial place of the common people. But the hand of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, was with Jeremiah, so that he was not given into the hands of the people to put him to death. In the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Thus says the Lord to me, Make for yourself bonds and yokes, and put them on your neck, and send word to the king of Edom, to the king of Moab, to the king of the sons of Ammon, to the king of Tyre, and to the king of Sidon, by the messengers who come to Jerusalem, to Zedekiah king of Judah. Command them to go to their masters, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Thus you shall say to your masters, I have made the earth, the men, and the beasts which are on the face of the earth by my great power and by my outstretched arm, and I will give it to the one who is pleasing in my sight. Now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, my servant, and I have given him all the wild animals of the field to serve him. All the nations shall serve him and his son and his grandson until the time of his own land comes. Then many nations and great kings will make him their servant. It will be that the nation or the kingdom which will not serve him, Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon, and which will not put its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, I will punish that nation with the sword with famine, and with pestilence, declares the Lord, until I have destroyed it by his hand. But as for you, do not listen to your prophets, your diviners, your dreamers, your soothsayers, or your sorcerers who speak to you, saying, You will not serve the king of Babylon. For they prophesy a lie to you in order to remove you far from your land and I will drive you out, and you will perish. But the nation which will bring its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him, I will let remain on its land, declares the Lord. 
and they will till it and dwell in it. I spoke words like all these to Zedekiah king of Judah, saying, Bring your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon, and serve him and his people, and live. Why will you die, you and your people, by the sword, famine, and pestilence, as the Lord has spoken to that nation, which will not serve the king of Babylon? So do not listen to the words of the prophets who speak to you, saying, You will not serve the king of Babylon, for they prophesy a lie to you, for I have not sent them, declares the Lord. But they prophesy falsely in my name, in order that I may drive you out and that you may perish, you and the prophets who prophesy to you. Then I spoke to the priests and to all this people, saying, Thus says the Lord, Do not listen to the words of your prophets who prophesy to you, saying, Behold, the vessels of the Lord's house will now shortly be brought again from Babylon. For they are prophesying a lie to you. Do not listen to them. Serve the king of Babylon and live. Why should this city become a ruin? But if they are prophets, and if the word of the Lord is with them, let them now entreat the Lord of hosts that the vessels which are left in the house of the Lord, in the house of the king of Judah, and in Jerusalem, may not go to Babylon. For thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the pillars, concerning the sea, concerning the stands, and concerning the rest of the vessels that are left in this city, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, did not take when he carried into exile Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, from Jerusalem to Babylon, and all the nobles of Judah and Jerusalem. Yes, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, concerning the vessels that are left in the house of the Lord, in the house of the king of Judah, and in Jerusalem. They will be carried to Babylon, and they will be there until the day I visit them, declares the Lord. Then I will bring them back and restore them to this place. Now, in the same year, in the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the fourth year, in the fifth month, Hananiah, the son of Azur, the prophet, who was from Gibeon, spoke to me in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the priests and all the people, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two years I am going to bring back to this place all the vessels of the Lord's house, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, took away from this place and carried to Babylon. I am also going to bring back to this place Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and all the exiles of Judah who went to Babylon, declares the Lord, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Then the prophet Jeremiah spoke to the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priests and in the presence of all the people who were standing in the house of the Lord. And the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. May the Lord do so. So may the Lord confirm your words, which you have prophesied to bring back the vessels of the Lord's house 
and all the exiles, from Babylon to this place. Yet hear now this word, which I am about to speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. The prophets who were before me and before you from ancient times prophesied against many lands and against great kingdoms of war and of calamity and of pestilence. The prophet who prophesies of peace, when the word of the prophet comes to pass, then that prophet will be known as one whom the Lord has truly sent. Then Hananiah the prophet took the yoke from the neck of Jeremiah the prophet and broke it. Hananiah spoke in the presence of all the people, saying, Thus says the Lord, Even so will I break within two full years the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from the neck of all the nations. Then the prophet Jeremiah went his way. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah after Hanani the prophet had broken the yoke from off the neck of the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Go and speak to Hananiah, saying, Thus says the Lord, You have broken the yokes of wood, but you have made instead of them yokes of iron. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put a yoke of iron on the neck of all these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and they will serve him. And I have also given him the beasts of the field. Then Jeremiah the prophet sent to Hananiah the prophet, Listen now, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, and you have made this people trust in a lie. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I am about to remove you from the face of the earth. This year you are going to die, because you have counseled rebellion against the Lord. So Hananiah the prophet died in the same year in the seventh month. Now these are the words of the letter which Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the rest of the elders of the exile, the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jeconiah and the queen mother, the court officials, the princes of Judah and Jerusalem, the craftsmen and the smiths had departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the hand of Elisah, the son of Shaphan, and Gemariah, the son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to Babylon to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them and plant gardens, and eat their produce. Take wives, and become the fathers of sons and daughters. And take wives for your sons, and give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters, and multiply. And do not decrease. Seek the welfare of the city, where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare you will have welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, 
Do not let your prophets, who are in your midst, and your diviners, deceive you, and do not listen to the dreams which they dream. For they prophesy falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. For thus says the Lord, When seventy years have been completed for Babylon, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you, to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me, and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. Because you have said, The Lord has raised up prophets for us in Babylon, for thus says the Lord concerning the king who sits on the throne of David, and concerning all the people who dwell in this city, your brothers who did not go with you into exile. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I am sending upon them the sword, famine, and pestilence, and I will make them like split-open figs that cannot be eaten due to rottenness. I will pursue them with the sword, with famine, and with pestilence, and I will make them a terror to all the kingdoms of the earth, to be a curse and a horror and a hissing, and a reproach among all the nations where I have driven them, because they have not listened to my words, declares the Lord, which I have sent to them again and again by my servants the prophets. But you did not listen, declares the Lord. You therefore hear the word of the Lord, all you exiles, whom I have sent away from Jerusalem and Babylon. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, concerning Ahab, the son of Kuliah, and concerning Zedekiah, the son of Maaseah, who are prophesying to you falsely in my name. Behold, I will deliver them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he will slay them before your eyes. Because of them, a curse will be used by all the exiles from Judah who are in Babylon, saying, May the Lord make you like Zedekiah and like Ahab, whom the king of Babylon roasted in the fire, because they have acted foolishly in Israel and have committed adultery with their neighbors' wives, and have spoken words in my name falsely, which I did not command them. And I am he who knows and am a witness, declares the Lord. To Shemaiah the Nehelamite you shall speak, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Because you have sent letters in your own name to all the people who are in Jerusalem, and to Zephaniah, the son of Maaseah, the priest, and to all the priests, saying, The Lord has made you priest instead of Jehoiada the priest, to be the overseer of the house of the Lord over every madman who prophesies, 
to put him in the stocks and in the iron collar. Now then, why have you not rebuked Jeremiah of Anathoth, who prophesies to you? For he has sent to us in Babylon, saying, The exile will be long. Build houses and live in them, and plant gardens and eat their produce. Zephaniah the priest read this letter to Jeremiah the prophet. Then came the word of the Lord to Jeremiah, saying, Send to all the exiles, saying, Thus says the Lord concerning Shemaiah the Nehemite, Because Shemaiah has prophesied to you, although I did not send him, and he has made you trust in a lie, therefore thus says the Lord, Behold, I am about to punish Shemaiah the Nehemite and his descendants. He will not have anyone living among this people and he will not see the good that I am about to do to my people, declares the Lord, because he has preached rebellion against the Lord. All right, so very long reading today, but this is some good stuff here. I appreciate you joining me after a day of missing. I have been struggling with illness. I don't get sick very often. But when I do, it hits me very hard. I think I had COVID, if I'm not mistaken. And so the Lord has fully restored me. I'm back to my good health. And now I'm back to running the race fully again. So I appreciate any prayers and thoughts that have been sent my way. But I will get us caught up from where I have missed. I do owe you a day and a chapter from our reading. So I will get that caught up as soon as I can. But let's focus on today's reading for now. Some of it is redundant, it may seem to us, because it seems like the same message is being sent to these people over and over and over. And that's partly true, because he is giving multiple chances. The nation of Judah can never say that they did not have any opportunity to repent They did not have any opportunity to hear the Lord's word. They did not have any opportunity to consider what God is saying, to test the spirits, to see which of these prophets is really telling the truth. God gave them so many chances over so many generations. This was the end that the nation chose for itself. They listened to the wrong voices. And They didn't like the voice of Jeremiah because he was preaching bad news. And I guess they either thought that it was not possible because they were God's people, or they were so blind by their sin that they just refused to see it. And they did not want to accept that God would be angry at them. So I don't know exactly which one that is, but either way, it's pretty obvious that if you can't hear the Lord's word. That means you're apart from him. That's at least how I see it from today's perspective. If you're not hearing the word of the Lord in your heart or in your mind, and you don't consider its counsel and weigh whether it is from the Lord or not, it should line up with the Bible. It should line up with everything else that God has ever done, because he is consistent in that way. 
He never changes. His nature never changes. His standards never change. So in those ways, God is predictable. If these people truly knew who their God was, then they would know that their sin is causing all this to happen. And yet they have chosen to listen to the convenient voices. We make that mistake today, too. We listen to the voices where we convince ourselves that what we're doing is okay. Or we listen to the pastors on TV that tell us that you just have to name it and claim it. Or if you pray for health and wealth, then those are what God will give you. Because that's what he wants you to have. Everyone who is of God deserves to be healthy and rich. These are all lies spoken by the devil. They sound convenient. They sound nice. But as we've learned from today, not everything that comes from the mouth of the Lord is going to be for your favor. There will be times that God will take action against someone if they are not obeying him. You have to obey him. He is the highest law in the land, not the other way around. We are not the highest authority. God does not work for us. He does work in us and through us and for us, but not because he answers to us, but that's just who he is. He wants to do good to us. But he is very clear that he only does this for people that obey him. He says that many times, that he wants these people to repent and to change their ways, and he will relent from his disasters. He gave them multiple opportunities and multiple tickets out, and yet they did not take it. So this was what they are going to deal with. And he is going to use Babylon to exact this judgment. Now, it says very clearly as well that after Babylon is done doing all this, then Babylon itself will be judged, because Nebuchadnezzar at this time is not a good man. Babylon is not a godly nation. It never was. And it will be destroyed utterly. But for the time being, God is going to use them for his purpose. So we see in chapter 26 where they are responding to the words of Jeremiah. Jeremiah is continuing to say what he has always said, what the Lord has told him. Perhaps they will listen, like it says in verse 3, perhaps they will listen and everyone will turn from his evil way, that I may repent of the calamity which I am planning to do to them. That's why God is going to punish them. And so they hear these words from Jeremiah and they immediately want to kill him. That sounds very familiar, doesn't it? The word of the Lord pushes people to want to kill them. Doesn't that sound like our Lord Jesus? They said in verse 8, they heard these words from the Lord, and their first response to him was to seize him and say, you must die. That sounds a lot like our Lord Jesus, who was taken for speaking the truth of God, to a people who did not know God, or they claimed to know him, but they really didn't know him. And they wanted to kill him for it. But what was very interesting, though, is that they referenced in the beginning of verse 18 
they referenced Micah, the prophet Micah, as someone who has said something very similar in the days of Hezekiah, which was several generations before this. They remembered the words of Micah, that he said something very similar to Jeremiah, and they didn't fully understand when this judgment was going to take place, but they understood that during the days of Hezekiah, because of their faithfulness and the godliness of Hezekiah, that he relented from disaster, and he conquered the Assyrians that were trying to attack Jerusalem. Well, like he said very clearly here, verse 19, did Hezekiah king of Judah and all Judah put Micah to death? Did he not fear the Lord and entreat the favor of the Lord? And the Lord changed his mind about the misfortune which he had pronounced against them? But we are committing a great evil against ourselves. And that's what's important to note. This doesn't hurt God in the slightest. He's not affected by any of this. God is never going to change. And he is not impacted by his creation. He is outside of it. He is above it. He is beyond it. We're doing it to ourselves. When we sin, we're sinning against God, but it's to our loss. We lose. God doesn't lose anything. We lose. We are hurting ourselves. In chapter 27, we see the sign of the yoke, which is what Jeremiah was instructed to do. He was supposed to make some bonds and yokes and put them on his neck and to show the people this is what God's going to do to you. Verse 5 is a very good verse as well. He's reminding all the nations, I have made the earth, the men and the beasts which are on the face of the earth, by my great power and by my outstretched arm. And I will give it to the one who is pleasing in my sight. That is the expectation. He wants us to be pleasing in his sight. He will give you the whole world, he's saying. How do we be pleasing in his sight? By being obedient to his command. We don't need a new word from the Lord. And that's what so often people are saying online. Is, I was speaking to Jesus and he told me this. Maybe Jesus did speak to this person. But the first thing we have to evaluate within each person is, are we doing the old things first? Because here's the reality. The complete revelation of God has already been done. The Bible is complete. There will be nothing else added to it. Nothing's going to be taken away from it. The Bible speaks very clearly about that too. And if you add or take away from his words, then there are some bad things that will happen. God's revelation to mankind is complete. Will there be some clarity of what is in there? Perhaps, yes. But God won't speak anything new at this point as to a new revelation of some kind. So we have to be very careful of who we listen to because that's what we see in the next few chapters is we see different people who claim to be prophets of God, like this Hananiah, for instance, and yet they are not from God. So you have to be very careful who you listen to because it needs to line up exactly with what the Bible says, word for word. There are so many 
pastors and ministers and evangelists out there who talk a good talk, but they manipulate the Bible to suit their needs, or they play games with the words, and that just damns them as well as it dooms the people who hear it and believe it without even doing any follow-up on their own. The closer you are to God, the more you have a baloney filter, if you know what I'm trying to say. You will kind of know, the more you spend time with God, how true or how false something is. And if you don't know, even at that point, then you need to do your research. You need to pour through the Word of God. Pray to the Lord to give you wisdom and clarity. Because that's what's necessary in order to hear what God is really saying. He is the one to reveal his truth to you. And it needs to match everything that he's ever said. And if it's anything different or contrary or contradictory, then there's something wrong and it's not true. So be very careful what voices you listen to in the world today. There are so many voices that are screaming at you for attention in the name of God, but they're not God at all. Be very careful. So Jeremiah puts on these yokes and is speaking the words of God to these people. And they don't like what they hear. And they end up having the false prophet Hananiah break off the yokes that are on Jeremiah, saying that, no, it's not going to be 70 years. The exile is not going to take 70 years. You're not going to go in there and you're not going to build houses and start families. You're going to be in a foreign land. God wants you to be in your land. So, no, Jeremiah's lying. It's going to be two years instead of 70. And that's what he convinces the people. And the people listen to this voice because it is nicer to hear. And Jeremiah goes and tells him, this is what God says, Hananiah. The Lord has not sent you. You have made this people believe in a lie. Therefore, you have been pronounced to be dead soon. And it says that within two months, he passed away. Because this happened, if you see at the beginning of chapter 28, it says that this happened in the fourth year, in the fifth month. And then you see the last verse, verse 17, that says, in the same year, in the seventh month, Hananiah passed away. So in two months or less, he died. God is faithful to his word. And he will not allow liars and deceivers, especially those who use his name falsely, he will not allow them to stand. They may get away with it for a while, but it won't last. Then lastly, we have chapter 29, where Jeremiah wrote letters to the people in exile. And the Lord gave him words of comfort and of peace and further explanation of what's going on. I felt the words of verse 10 through 14. They are God's beautiful words of hope, but at the same time, they ring so true for us today. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years have been completed for Babylon, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you to bring you back to this place. He fully intends to keep every promise he's ever made. And he always will. He always has, and he always will. 
for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. This doesn't apply to just Judah at this time. This applies to us too. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for calamity. To give you a future and a hope. That is what our God wants for us so bad. He wants us to do these things that he's told us to do. He wants us to obey him so that he can give us this welfare and not calamity. He wants to give a future and a hope. And he will take us where he wants us to go. But it's much better to be in his perfect will. Go willingly with the Lord. Verse 12, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. So does that mean he doesn't listen to you if you're not doing those things? In this context, though, it's saying that when he visits them after the 70 years, they will call upon his name, and they will come and pray, and he will listen to them. Right now, he's already declared that he's not going to listen to them for the time being, because he has already declared his judgment, and he's not removing it. But there will be a time where they will repent in the 70 years, and they will return to the land. And here's a big one. Verse 13. This is, this is one of those verses that you need to have on your mind constantly. This is one that we have to memorize and know by second nature. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You will seek me and find me. There's a big difference between seeking and not finding versus seeking and finding. In other words, what he's saying here is, if you seek me, but not with your whole heart, you will not find me. But if you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. That is a promise. He is promising that you'll find him because he wants to be found. He wants to be known by you. He wants you to know him, but it requires your whole heart. Stop hiding. Stop holding back from God. Stop resisting him. Stop being selfish. Let God have everything that you are so that he can use you for what he has created you to do. Can you do that today? Can you work on that this week? Figure out where your problems are at, where you're holding back, and get rid of those weights. Cast those aside and let God work his miracles in you. That's what he desires, because he has plans for you that are of welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. And with that, that's all I have for today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Take care, and God bless you.